it's time. We've gotten here. My friends, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for sports. 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 I almost did my goal, 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 but there wasn't any. Well, here we go. We are sounding off today. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking sports, and it is a great day anytime I get to be with these fellas. It's sports time out. Wherever you are, we talk sports. No matter where you are in the world, we talk sports. And we at the roundtable kind of have a connection to Seattle sports. So you're going to hear a lot of Seattle sports talk with our roundtable. My brothers in arm chairs watching sports. <laughs> now we, as I said, we each have a connection to Seattle sports, but wherever you may be, the deeper connection is the God story and who is at our table today will let us welcome his pastor he is a coach he's a player he is a chaplain he's garrick pang he pangs us he brings the pang and then we have rich hallstrom he's an author of thunder sports network he's a veteran sports reporter and the official 12th man chris brown bringing it home now chris brown is one of us who has our own theme song because he comes sometimes with a different perspective that I think a lot of our listeners from around the world might appreciate. It's not from Seattle. I'm the most chillin' villain. He's a chillin' villain, and he's a godly man, and we love him. <laughs> and then we have Joshua McMillan, our own sports authority. You hear him as our manna on the street as well. You can find him on Twitter at Josh Reports Live. He's a tweet heart. All right, guys. Here is what I wanted to get to first to get it out of the way. <laughs> the Sounders, right, right. The Seattle Sounders played in the MLS Final Cup. They Are you lost. Sure about that? <laughs> oh, they oh, oh! They played in the second half. The plane missed its stop. Three nil to the Columbus Crew. Guys, let's just talk about it. Get it out of the way, and then move freaking on uh, was it a coaching error because a lot of people are blaming alex Roldan, and i hate i would hate to be alex rolled off the next the next day but it was just didn't see he didn't seem to be as for one thing a good fit in the starting 11 uh, we came out flat we stayed flat the first half and schmetzer's loyalty is something people have been talking about maybe his greatest strength and biggest weakness he's just loyal to people and man it didn't play out what are your thoughts Garrick you I'm gonna let you talk I'm just gonna okay I'm better go ahead <laughs> well you're absolutely right I mean Brian is a great coach and part of that is because of his loyalty to his players and it's kind of the whole dance with who brung you right so the leading up to the championship you had um, a solid team and got us to that game I don't think that we started our best 11 and, and that that's just the point. 
that I think you need to make adapt adaptations and adjustments um, given your opponent. And I do feel badly for Alex. Um, both of those first two goals, um, he was kind of the closest marker. Um, it could be but not the only was... factor. Not the only exactly. factor. Come exactly. on. Exactly. Yep. But but I would have probably started Leardam in his place, and then mm -hmm. I would have probably started Smith in place of Nuhu, um, because those guys just get a little bit more into the attack in a in a more strategic way. Um, but you know, it's it's that whole armchair quarterbacking, right? Um, and so it, it was a tough loss. Now, clearly, we came out in the second half ready to play, um, but it was not a, a Minnesota team either. And so, you know, it, it we clearly, um, we, we clearly, it. yeah, we just we, we bit could, it. Too, too little, too late. And at this level of play, and this plays out to all sports, and we saw it last week with the Seahawks, we see it with our favorite teams. It, it doesn't always register, oh, we had a bad day. That, I don't know if that should cut it. I mean, sometimes when I watch the Premier League, you, uh, this last week there was a, a Sheffield United and Man U game, right? And the guy was running. He paused the ball on the top of his foot. He, uh, under pressure, line drives it past two defenders right above the head of the goalie. And they just call that a Tuesday. But we sometimes will watch our favorite teams and they're at high level of play and they're like, who is this? I mean, what? So, guys, what what's the deal with that? Chris Brown, we haven't heard from you for a while. What what say you? This is not the topic to hear from me. Um, <laughs> the, only thing, the only thing I want to say is I hope it wasn't my fault because I, I sent Michelle a message <laughs> during the game. And I was like, yeah, I know. I, I think it's a picture, right? Or, or sent a group a picture saying that I was actually watching. Yep, actually yep. Over here watching, and I've never watched ever. You know, even Isn't that funny? Okay, and why do we think that? Why do we think that, guys? Because I I felt guilty for wearing earrings that I won the last time we lost at an MLS Cup. Okay, so it's not, I mean, as I'm thinking, why am I, oh, these darn earrings. Why do we do that? That's just so wrong. Rich, what is up? Well, what is up is Columbus was better prepared. They executed their game plan, and it Sounders flat out blew it. We did. But was it my earrings fault? Was it Chris Brown's fault, Josh? Uh, no, the, probably. The I mean, fault. you guys probably <laughs> took down the planes. What happened? <laughs> Sabotaged them from even showing up. That was actually clones. The fault was, the, the fault was that I was not in goal. I would have taken a few guys out at the ankles. <laughs> oh, and the funny thing is the rest of the u.s soccer world is rejoicing it's like woohoo and you know what the light came on and i realized and i wrote about this in my blog this last weekend the seattle sounders guys we're the flipping patriots of the soccer world how did that happen that's true yeah, well, credit to Caleb Porter though too because he um, yeah he did a great job and and Columbus was literally they were they were gone as a franchise and and there was a movement to to resurrect the team yeah. and Caleb 
Caleb, who has he was the coach at University of Akron, and so he's a local boy, and you know people love him, and so if if it wasn't the Sounders, I definitely would have been cheering for them. Because, you bet. And yeah. I'll tell you what, I it lessens the blow as a Sounders fan because you're going, you know what, what a Cinderella story. This, it, it's beautiful. It was, it was kind of awesome. And what I want to say in conclusion, because I'm just tired of talking about it and I just want to move on. <laughs> I want to say in conclusion, a, a reiteration of Brian Schmetzer's quote. He said before the game that the Sounders are just storm chasers in other words our four-time winning amazing women's basketball team here in seattle rocks but no brian i have to say you didn't even come out for the rain boom there you go she said it she said it she said it okay so um (laughs) but the truth is this weekend it was it was tough for Sounders fans but it is just a game. I don't want to be like Russia. And did you hear about this? Russia has been barred from using their name and flag at the next two Olympics and and that goes for any world championship. It was because of doping and state ordered tampering with the testing facility. My gosh, guys, and that's where we got to get to maybe a deeper story today. We all can take sports fairly seriously. We love sports, but Chris, it's just a game. It's just a game. And I mean, when it becomes part of your national identity and, you know, you're throwing politics in there and propaganda, that is a little off, but Hey, guess what? If you're not, if you're not basing things on, on a relationship and faith in Jesus Christ, then yeah, you're going to go, you're going to go to all these different avenues to try to convince people of your greatness and what have you. Whereas we can, uh, you know, uh, uh-huh. I'm a firm believer that the, you know, the foundation of this country came from from the lord you know and and so we can kind of rest in in that and just let our identity be what it is our identity can be in christ our identity can be in christ josh and that's where where it really needs to play out because we see this kind of attitude even in little league where parents are just going crazy uh and behaving abominably so uh Josh, you know, next generation of uh, crazy is coming up. It's time that we really remember a game is just a game. Well, yeah, a game is a game. You get, you can't, here's the thing. If you're playing the game, right, you can get caught up in the emotions sometimes and those guys can falter. You kind of excuse that. But as fans, like, I get it. Like, it's, it's something that you're invested in. But we have to remember, just like, just like we have to remember with anything in life, politics, whatever, this isn't our religion. You know, this isn't our the be all end all of life. It's the thing that's meant to tie us together, bring us together. You know, like yep. we've talked a lot of times about the different stories, like that that umpire who talked a guy down from committing suicide on a bridge. I love that uh, story. He My to him gosh, about, you know, baseball and connected with him and used that mutual connection to to be there for him in that moment. That's what that's what sports is about. And yeah, we get rivalries and we can have some fun with it and you know get on each other about how well your team is doing or how bad your team is things like that you get bragging rights but it's not the bl end all it's not our religion it's not our life and that's the thing we have to remember good sports word is, sports is the tool to be used by god not mm. the, not the thing we should worship and that's what we well, talk about on <clears throat> on this program is how sports is kind of an analogy for life you know what happens on the field the struggle and the and the strain and sometimes you win sometimes you lose but there should be a deeper story garrick 
Yeah, well, here's the deal, though, because I, I lived in England for four years, played soccer over there. And for for a lot of people, that is everything to them. I mean, really, their their town and th their identity is all wrapped up in their their club. And so I, I understand on on that other level, too, that that some people, that's all they feel like they have to live for, which I mean, obviously, as we've already been talking about, gives us a great opportunity for pe people to see when their teams do fail, because eventually they all do. Even, you know, Man Manchester United has had that dynasty but they they they've been on some hard times recently too so i think it's good i, I mean and, and god always god always brings it around there's always that god story uh, as you like to say michelle because what it does is it helps us to see that we cannot put our hope there in chariots or horses or Ball, ball games or teams or politics or uh, or movements politics. whatever it may be our identity can't be wrapped up in that it needs to be wrapped up in something deeper and that's why we get to the god story and the good news because yes it was a dark and bleak weekend for some of us but the seahawks uh in kind of brought some redemption to Seattle sports fans. And they left the Jets in their wake 42-3. Thank God I needed that. <laughs> the offense played. And can we say the defense, which has been a little wobbly this year, didn't even allow a touchdown. So are we past it's a bad day thing yet with the Seahawks guys as we take on the team formerly known as the Redskins? What, what say you? Rich Hallstrom. Well, I say the Seahawks take took care of business. Jamal Adams took care of business. Got a little bit of an early Christmas present with a 40 to 3 win over the Jets. Seahawk defense has to continue to improve. Seahawk offensive line is going to have a real hard time against the Washington football team. Remember it's the Washington football team, not that other name that we can't mention on the air. Uh, they've got one of the There's best It's a podcast. We can say what we want. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Actually, you know, actually, you know what? You're right. You're right. And we can say that Daniel Snyder is the worst owner in the NFL and not get <laughs> and not get banned for it. But the Washington football team has one uh, thing going in their favor. One of the best defensive lines in the National Football League. Chase Young is awesome. And he is a first-round draft choice, along with several other guys on the defensive line. So the so the Seahawk offensive line is going to have a real big test this weekend. Chris. Well, we shall see. Chris, bring it. Yeah, I mean, and those of you who are watching on on uh, online, you see the picture that I'm I'm currently sitting in front of Rich Hallstrom telling uh, the president of the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame, David Baker, just kind of giving him some facts and telling him uh, probably about that owner. He probably is telling him, and somewhere in there, he's going to get the commission of the Pac-12 in there too. He's going to, oh, we're going to get, we're going to get to Larry, we're going to get to Larry later on. <laughs> Josh, your thoughts on the game and how we go moving forward, playing the team formerly known as the. 
Yeah, well, first of all, yeah, Larry Scott, uh, good call out. We'll have to talk about him more because he's awful and bad and he should go away <laughs> immediately. Talk uh, about demonizing. Okay. Now that it's a podcast, we could just go on about that. We could make a whole podcast about <laughs> how bad Larry Scott it is his job now. Maybe we, that should be an inspiration of this show. Is that bad, how bad Larry Scott is show. Anyway, about the Seahawks, um, <laughs> the, you know, it was great to see that game. That was a game that we should win and we should blow them out. And we did, you know, that was, that was us stepping up to what our expectations are and not stepping down to who our opponents are, which we, Oh, good, 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 good. Yeah. Yeah. What we saw against the giants with that game against the giants, we stepped down to them. And you know, the thing about these NFC East teams, they're not good, but they have good defenses. Mm. They're not great teams, but they, most of them have really good defense. Oh my you Most may be you you may be offending Chris Brown a little yeah. bit here. You may be I don't know if you saw his face. Yeah. I was like, oh, awkward well, moment look, here. Look at the Eagles game we played against them too. You know, the Eagles couldn't do anything, but their defense had energy. Their defense had push, and we're going to see that again with this with this team. the The Washington football team has has some boys on that defensive line, as Rich said. It's going to be tough up front. And hey, where's I'm, the game? You know what? I don't recall off the top of my head. I think the game let's is let's ask Encyclop- Encyclopedia the game, Rich. He knows the, ga- <laughs> the game is at Washington. Is that weird that we're in an era that because we don't go, we it's almost like eh, wherever. <laughs> wherever somewhere yeah, I don't know. <laughs> don't matter like <laughs> well let's take it from uh from a other coast perspective and chris brown and let's talk not just seahawks of course but let's widen the field a little bit to uh some some other happenings in the nfl well i mean i do want to comment first of all and and i might need the music because oh uh, here we go <laughs> let's just do it comment on Seattle, Washington. Folks, I refuse to call them the Washington football team. I just think that is silly. I'm going to call them Washington. Why do people, like, why do they say that? Why are they saying that on television and printing the Washington football? Just say Washington. Because that's what they said their name is. It's a ridiculous thing. The Washington football team should stand for we are fairly terrible. (laughs) Oh. I, I wouldn't, not so fast, my friend. To quote the coach, if I had if I had a, a helmet, well, I guess there's nothing because they don't have a mascot. But anyway, um, <laughs> listen, listen, they're good, y'all. They they're they're playing solid football. You got to remember who their coach is and what his background with the Carolina Panthers is. He knows how to coach defense, and their offense is nice and conservative. And it, and, and if you watch them beat the Steelers, mm-hmm. the, the Steelers who are who are pretty much a juggernaut on offense. You're, you're thinking this is a team that can do some damage. I look for them to win that division. And this game at home, I would be careful. Okay, because- so you're saying they have a bit of a bread and butter. You know, they just, this is what they do offense. And it, sometimes we've had some faltering in our defense. So maybe that kind of consistency might be a downfall for the Seahawks. Yeah, Hate it when I you have, talk like wonder, that. Why, why are you... Why are you confusing the matter with facts, Chris? That always annoys me. Well, here's <laughs> here's going to be the here's going to be the the wild card in the situation this week. Either it's going to be Smith or Haskins at quarterback, and it better be Alex Smith. It'll be Smith. for for the Washington football team to even have a chance because uh, Mr. Haskins has barely got a pulse 
to his pro football <laughs> career now. And uh, Alex Smith deserves a lot of credit for his comeback from a severe leg injury. Uh, you know, compound fra fracture, spiral fracture. Great God story of a flat-out miracle there. Also, Ron Rivera. Let's talk about the other part about mm. Ron Rivera's life, overcoming cancer and going under chemotherapy treatments during the season. If everyone was as tough on the Washington football team as Ron Rivera, hmm. they'd have a better record right now. And what do you yeah. think the effect of Rashad Penny, he, is he going to be back from injury? I mean, they're saying he's looking pretty good. Yeah, I think that we're going to see him come back. I don't know how much we're going to see him in this game. I think this okay. game we're going to more see him kind of just get a, maybe a couple screen passes, maybe a series, sprinkle him. I still expect Carlos Hyde is the number two back, but I expect that to change over the last couple games of the season as they're working him in because I think they want to see if Rashad Penny can be the next back. They want to see if they can lean on this guy if they have to let Chris Carson go in free agency. I would like right, to see right. Chris Carson back, but – you know, there's there might be a team that wants to give him a big contract because he plays like a big contract back. He just has the injuries. And so I don't think the Seahawks should pay him the big money. They should pay him, but not the big money. And there might be someone that wants to take that contract on. And we need to know, is Rashad Penny the next back or do we need to keep looking? This hey, is let... a game to find out, though. Uh, it's no, not. I know. You're right. Out. You're right. Let's uh, talk about that. That other bird you've got behind you, Chris. All right, so let me just gauge the, the, the room here. Do you guys, would you agree with the, cons, the quote consensus that that Monday night game <laughs> was the best game of the season? That was pretty amazing. It was a pretty amazing game. I, I will give you that. I, I, was, I was impressed. Yeah, you know, I, I TiVo'd it. I have to go back and watch it because typically Monday night football games this year have been awful. So I just yes, kind of stopped watching Monday night football. So so the, the bar might have been low, but still, that was a pretty amazing game. I'll give it to you. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I have I to go back Monday and watch it now. Yet. I said the best game. That's what people were saying. They're saying this was the best game of the season. And, and, and y'all, I mean, I don't know if I could have written it better. When Lamar Jackson came running out, I'm yeah. watching real time. You know, I think Brent mentioned it to the group too. Uh, I, Superman. <laughs> Fourth down and five. Our quarterback, a backup, backup, backup had gone down. So I'm thinking, okay, receiver. We're going to get Willie Sneed in there. We, Lamar comes running out, grabs a helmet, and throws a 44-yard touchdown. Pass. That is taking hey. the game over. And, man, that was a huge win for the Ravens. He, he had to get that poop out. You know, he had to go run off. Oh, my get, God. Get that done. And <laughs> You know, you know we go to podcast and Josh is unleashed. I know, right? Yeah. Look, that is look, if if he were like, you know, doing that, I mean, that was like 20 something minutes. So he he had a medical condition down there. I mean, you know, man, you know what I'm saying? Was he in there you know, reading the paper? He, was he reading he, the paper? He I'm made like, the ah. mistake of having those like those stadium nachos before the game. <laughs> and you know, hey, he to, hey, he Josh, that, that's care. like that, man. That'll come out like that, man. That's like, man. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was Taco sitting, Bell. Reading the newspaper stuff. That's what. <laughs> or, or nowadays, it's, it's iPad. Actually, you're going through your iPad. You're I just, I would like every woman who's watching to know this is what it's like <laughs> to have a whole room full of brothers, and I love it. I wouldn't change it for anything in the whole world. I love it, guys. I wanted oh, to, I wanted to move on to college. Um, 
here in the Seattle area, a lot of us and a lot of us at this roundtable are University of Washington football fans. But now they are out of the Pac-12 championship game due to COVID. I mean, they get a shoe in and boom, the other shoe drops. That's kind of a bummer, Rich. Well, you can't play a football game with, when all 20 of your offensive linemen have some <laughs> type of COVID. Uh, you would have volunteered. COVID Come related on. issue. Oh, see, I'm too busy playing goalie for the Sounders, so I don't want to divide <laughs> my I don't want to divide my time. So, so I'll just so I'll just have to call Jimmy Lake and say sorry, Coach. I can't Thanks make anyway. It this week. Thanks anyway. But as we look at uh, some of the happenings in in uh, college, yeah, it's it's a weird year, Chris. You haven't been with us for the last few weeks, but man, it's it's almost hard to keep up with. It's almost a joke. I'm just glad something's happening. Well, can we get a comment on what the Big Ten did in order to enable Ohio State, you know, to to get in? First, they set a standard and said, okay, you have to you have to play this this amount of games. And you have to win this amount of games. And when Ohio State came in just short, all of a sudden they change it and they have a championship game. And oh, come on, y'all! Come well, on. that that means they made a bad decision at the beginning, and now they're trying to cover themselves because no. they made a bad decision at the beginning. Okay, so Rich, Rich, do you so do you like what they did there, or would you say they should have stuck with kind of where they were going? Well, here's the thing. I'm just going to flat out say it: the the athletic directors and administrators shouldn't have made the stupid decision to begin with to play a minimum yeah. number of games. <laughs> it's just as dumb as anything the Pac-12 has done this uh, football season. I was waiting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> back to the Pac-12. <laughs> and it always does. Here it goes. Wind them up. Let them go. Boom. Here's, I'm going to go get coffee. Here, here, is, here is the thing. Larry Scott makes more than the SEC. Larry Scott makes more than the SEC commissioner. He makes more than the ACC commissioner, but he has the worst conference in major leagues in and major colleges. Deserves zero of it. Wow. Well, I mean, zero. cost of living is that rich? Is it cost of living for four hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year on his current contract. <clears throat> what has he done to improve the overall perception of the Pac-12? Name me one thing. This was especially frustrating. I remember a couple of years ago, uh, he was on the Brock and Sulk show back when they had a morning show here in Seattle. And they asked him about the whole like Pac-12 network thing. He's like, why is it so hard to see a game? He's like, well, I think the real fans will have the Pac-12 network subscription <clears> so they can watch the game. And I was like, really? So you're expecting everyone to pay the whatever it was, like 30 bucks a month just to watch a couple of games that are- How much kickback does he get? Midnight because you don't <laughs> and, have the guts to actually he, schedule something well. Here is the thing, Josh. Joke. You tell me about, you tell me if you agree with me on this. They have been trying for the last five years- or more to get a deal with DirecTV, the largest satellite uh, uh, service, service yeah. or provider in the country and have not been able to strike a deal. Why should anyone take your conference seriously if you cannot make a television deal with the largest satellite provider in America? Or with it, or with something at least of largest, second largest, something that could really, really work. Are you celebrating the Orange Bowl already, Chris? Oh, you are so perceptive, Michelle. That's why you're the best. Uh, yeah, I am. Uh, because uh, my, my Tar Heels, uh, that is the best. Uh, 
college football game that I personally have watched in the last five years and maybe more. Wow. The North Carolina went down to Miami. And I know you guys don't like Miami in, in Washington, Seattle. Y'all don't like them too much. Uh, when we hey, went down we, to Miami, we got a couple of Miami boys on our on our Seahawks team. They're not very good, but we got them. <laughs> <laughs> we got Dallas that, and Homer. Hey, hey, See, so we have diversity. Charity. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, went down to Miami and and put sixty two on the University of Miami. Uh, that was just and then set NCAA records for rushing. We had two two hundred. We had a three hundred yard rusher and two two hundred yard rushers. Uh, it's like crazy, crazy, awesome. So all we need is for Clemson to beat Notre Dame on Saturday. And, and then these oranges uh, are going to fill up, fill up our, uh, fill up Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Clemson, I'll be watching that. Clemson, Clemson is going to do it because they have the best quarterback on the field. Period. Okay. Hey, as so we I see you guys changing us away from talking about Larry Scott. <laughs> well, okay. Well, and as we do talk about some of the failings of college sports, this is a big story. And Josh, you've been pretty passionate about revenue sharing since colleges make bank and players sometimes can't even afford to eat or in many cases pay their medical bills. So did you guys hear this big news story? Congress is proposing um, an overhaul of college sports and require revenue sharing to cover athletes' medical costs. That's that's a huge consideration. Uh, Josh, this has been part of your passion. You've talked about way in. Yeah, no, this is this is good news, and I think it's just a trend that we're going to continue seeing. I, I forget the name of them, but I, this is something that's kind of been on my radar for a while. I remember there was a kicker a while back that he had a YouTube channel just going over kicking, you know, and he started doing YouTube. I saw an interview with him recently. He's like, I've been doing this since I was like nine or 10. I started doing YouTube and making videos. And as I got into college and high school sports, I was making videos of kicking and showing people how to do it. And he had to choose that. They made him choose between playing football or having his YouTube channel because they would not let him monetize his YouTube channel. They saw it as going outside the rules, which I think is you know, patentedly ridiculous. It's like telling someone you can't go out and you can't have a job to make money while you're playing for us. Yeah. You can't choose your career while you're playing for us. Absolutely ridiculous. If you want to have that kind of control over your players, if you want to have them locked down, then you need to pay them. You need to take care of them. And putting that money aside to pay for medical bills, I think is a a step in the right direction. It's the very least. But it is, it is the bare minimum. Well, the, the problem with the NCAA is they are hypocritical up and down Monday through Friday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and maybe even twice on Sunday. <laughs> because, because, first of all, you don't allow athletes to work <clears throat> because you're afraid of possible rules violations, but you don't let the scholarship pay for all the costs of daily living. Yeah. That's that's patently inappropriate. And, the, and it should take a new presidential commission under this bill to switch around things. If the NCAA really cared about athletes, oh. these changes would have been made and these ideas would have been made a long time ago. See, everybody has no problem with uh, with uh, Saban making millions of bucks as the, as the Alabama head coach. But you know what? Those kids deserve to be able to live on their own from day to day if you're not not going to allow them to work josh you can follow up if you yeah want. imagine 
any other business doing this. Imagine mm-hmm. any other industry doing this. Like, hey, I want you to go work on this oil rig, right? We're not going to pay you, but you get the experience of working on an oil rig, um, but we're not going to pay for anything. And you can't do anything else to make money while you're working on this oil rig. Yeah. <clears throat> what is that? You know, well, is that but, acceptable? But, but no. the problem is the spirit of amateurism. It, it, I have to admit, this is a hard one for me. I definitely see that the athletes have needs and I can definitely identify with, with having monetary needs when you're on campus. I can identify with that. But, but it's that spirit of amateurism that they, you know, that they have that, that, that they have because they are students. So you, it's just like, you don't want them. Also, you don't want them rolling up, you know, in a limo getting out of the dorm. And, you know, I mean, you don't want no, that. I, no, but, but you're because, not, go ahead. No, it, I mean, I, as I was reading these stories and, and trying to make sense of it all, I, I do feel torn because I think that the athletes need to to be um, fairly compensated based on how much huge, huge amounts of money that the NCAA is racking in on this or certain I should say certain schools within the NCAA. But but there is something about just the, the amateur collegiate level athletes that that if it i mean as a soccer player the the revenues are not there for soccer right and so um so just because you're in football do you do you are you able to get that kind of money and that's where i say no that's where i say look uh they should be able to make money outside of you know, they shouldn't be refused a chance to make money you know on a youtube channel whatever that may be uh they should have their basic needs met do they need to be paid like a professional no but what about something that i've been throwing out there i mean i've said it before we've heard much in the election about tuition expenses and loans and why when the entities that utilize a college name sports make so much money why can't that go to make tuition a little bit affordable why can't that go to you know, i mean what's up with that they're making bank but the college that they associate with has to charge even more tuition and make it less affordable and realistic for people to get an education oh the 100%. NCAA 100%. likes it the the NCAA likes it the way it is. Well, of course they, they do. They're making they, money, and they, and they don't <laughs> and they don't want to admit the system is busted and not run the way that it is. That's another reason. I'll go back to it again. That's another reason why Larry Scott is making three hundred fifty thousand dollars a year on his current contract. They like it the way it is because the NCAA is also considered to be a nonprofit organization. Did you guys know this? Yeah. A nonprofit organization that does not pay taxes because Well, they put the profit in nonprofit, that's for sure. Because it is considered to be educate it is considered to be educational. And if the NCAA really cares, change your own rules. Don't ask Congress to bail you out and change it for you. Well, well and, and, and I it, well, good luck with that, because clearly, as you said, that's like getting you know, Congress to vote themselves uh, term limits. Right. And well, so- well, see, that's see, that's why I do not support in part this uh, bill uh, brought up by, by one of the sponsors, Cory Booker, who was a failed presidential candidate. I'm not really going to take one of his ideas seriously. Thank you. For, 
Thank you very much. Uh, because I don't think because I want to see him limit his influence before he tells the NCAA how to run <clears throat> their business. Yeah, uh-huh. I'll take him seriously when I take Larry Scott seriously. Well, well bingo. There you go. There you go. While we're lingering in college before we graduate <clears throat> to another subject, any, any other thoughts, guys? Any other thoughts from the college I realm? Was, and, and, and wait, the cat has something to say. <laughs> Magic cat. If you're if you're watching uh, the 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 video version of this podcast, uh, once in a while we'll see magic cat appear. <laughs> it's just awesome. <laughs> and I'm trying not to laugh because I have this problem. Sometimes when I laugh, I snort, and that just is really really bad broadcast yes. quality. <laughs> it's just <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Any other college talk before we graduate? Huskies did a great job on the early signing period for football. Number one recruit, Sam Heward, quarterback for Eastside Catholic and out of Bellevue, mm-hmm. Washington, plays for the played in the Elite 11 camp last year. Uh, look out, another Heward plays for the University of Washington over the next few years. Huskies keep getting richer. Jimmy Lake doing a great job. Of oh, yeah. I, can I just say I love Jimmy Lake? I, he is like a PR glorious golden boy i mean he's just fabulous in front of the camera he brings an excellence to his uh connection with the fans in a time where we're not connected on the field and i think he's doing a fine coaching job so i just wanted to throw that in also uh rich you sent a story kind of praising stanford women's basketball coach tara vanderveer um so i, I thought maybe you might want to well, opine let's talk about the- Let's talk about that really quick. Tara Vandeveer, one of the most successful women's basketball coaches in history, two national titles, a uh, Olympic gold medal winning coach in 1996 with the women's version of the Dream Team. Lisa mm. Leslie and a whole bunch of great players played on that team, helped start the WNBA. She now has 1,099 wins, the all-time winningest coach in women's basketball history. And uh, what can you say? Sustained excellence over 30 plus years, uh, turned Stanford into a great uh, national power, along with Pat's, you know, along with other coaches like Pat Summit, Jody Conrad at Texas, uh, made women's basketball uh, something to watch and should be congratulated for a great career. I like it. There you go. So, Summit, but you know. I wanted to uh, take a really special look at something. I mean, it's almost final shot worthy, but I wanted to recognize that Major League Baseball has reclassified Negro Leagues as Major League. And I, I wanted to play a soundbite. Uh, Jackie Robinson's daughter. Take My dad, a listen. Jackie Robinson was born 100 years ago one year before the birth of the Negro Leagues. It is fitting that sport's most iconic barrier breaker and his first major league came of age together. One cannot imagine what might have been for my dad were it not for black professional baseball. Many Negro Leaguers as celebrated as Basie, Ellington, and Ella were Marquis Gold. Satchel, Cool Papa, Smokey Joe, and other colorfully nicknamed stars were the centerpieces of the storied franchises. Neither the swagger or fame of the Homestead Grays, Cuban ex-giants, or Black Barons could be contained, not even by a color barrier. 
Well, I wanted to just set the stage in case you didn't hear this story. Major League Baseball said just this week, I think it was Wednesday, that it was correcting a long-time oversight in the game's history. They're going to elevate Negro Leagues on uh, the centennial of their founding, which is very cool. And in a statement, uh, they said that uh, the Major League Baseball's view that the committee's 1969 omission of the Negro Leagues from consideration was clearly an error. Is that an overplay? I mean, come on, an understatement, rather. It demands today's designation. All I have to say there is amen, amen, and amen. What a weird, what a weird thing that we would ever, ever consider segregating people because of the color of their skin. In. When are we going to get to the point where where a lot of that is is just seriously history? Who wants to weigh in on this? This is good news. Well, I would say the- this that that like you just mentioned the the golden boy of PR uh, for University of Washington, yeah. the coach, uh, you know, and and I think the Major League Baseball. I know at least Rich agrees that they haven't they have not been like that when it comes to PR and when it comes okay. to promoting yeah. themselves. In the general public, they've lost some footing. But but one area that they have done really well in, I believe, is is this area right here. It, it validating you know the history of black players, um, and this is just kind of icing on the cake. Uh, you know, it's just nice validation that that continues their narrative of hey, um, we we are trying to correct our wrongs, and uh, you know we see people of color, or we see all people as a, a, a crucial part of this game we love. I like it. I like it. Anyone else? Yeah, this go ahead, Rich. That's why Jackie Robinson's my hero. Yeah, all the things that that represents. Rich, I thought I was your hero. Oops. Awkward. You're 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 hero number 2, man. You're hero number 2. Let me tell you I I take a second me, seat to Jackie Robinson me, any day me, of the week. I mean way down. Let I'm me not tell, in the same building as Robinson. Let me tell you a real quick story. The first article ever this is what I consider to be the first article I ever wrote in the sixth grade. I read an autobiography about Jackie Robinson, read a book report on it. I considered that to be the start of my uh, sports broadcasting and sports media career. Uh, first four time letter winner in the history of UCLA sports. The UCLA baseball stadium is named after named after him. And he was a follower of Christ. Most importantly. Yeah. What and what a trailblazer. I think it's excellent. Josh. Yeah, this is this is awesome. And I love we're going to see we'll probably see more news come out about this as they kind of integrate the the databases as well and see who actually holds some of these records. Amen. Uh, They're they're escalating that. So any records. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Reflected MLB. So that's going to be awesome to see that. And I'm sure we'll see more stories as they kind of get those all built in together and see who's the actual leader in all of these categories. Hey, Josh, do you think there's going to be any blowback about that? It seems like there's going to be some resentment from, from who knows certain quarters about if, if a, if a long time record is overturned because of that, what do you think? You know, a, there might be, but come on, these, these are it's a record. Back to the it's time a period, if record. Not earlier, you know, yeah. it's a, and if someone else was better than you, then that person was better than you. Doesn't mean that what you did still isn't great, but you know, this is something that should have been there all along. That's so right. There's no, That's right. no reason for, I mean, other than 
sour grapes to have bad feelings about this, in my opinion. You know, we were talking earlier about how we can de- easily demonize, uh, but in this story, I wanted to say in our enlightened conclusion from the Major League Baseball fran- uh, entity, let us not forget the history and hard-fought battle that brought us here. If you w- want to watch a movie, watch 42. It, it kind of documents and plays off some of the struggles that Jackie Robinson experienced and and it puts you in that perspective and let us remember the lessons from history as we make those that we deem as different or now the new demons are haters and those outside uh, outsiders uh, politically unacceptable religiously conservative they are the new outsiders we can't go down that road again history can repeat itself and that brings me to um what might be the final story on my agenda a new ice cream flavor. Colin Kaepernick has a new ice cream flavor from Ben and Jerry's. It is called Change the World. It is a vegan ice cream with, even if it's vegan, it's got a lot of stuff in it that's kind of bad for you anyway. So it seems good on the onset, but it's not so great for you in reality. And while I got to tell you, I'm going to be straight up. I love Ben and Jerry. Chunky Monkey is my favorite ice cream flavor bar none. I appreciate and I love that they have a passion and a desire to make the world better. I appreciate that that their passion, they play out and they're upfront about it instead of a lot of companies that skulk behind in the background. I appreciate even the idea of bringing attention to injustice and racial ugliness that Colin Kaepernick has had a passion for that. But again, division and demonization is in the wake of Kaepernick's movement. And for that reason, I'm going to tell you both he and his ice cream leave a bad taste in my mouth. Ooh. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> Boom. Huh. I didn't know vegan ice cream had any taste. Oh. <laughs> it doesn't. Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, and the reason that they... they made it vegan is because he's Colin a vegan Kaepernick is a vegan yeah 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 I, hey i i do not That's not so much make it in the nfl oh come on <laughs> come on is it protein is it isn't isn't brady a a vegan doesn't he have a weird diet he and his his wife yeah well we're seeing he was he he only made it because of bill belichick is what it looks like so oh ouch 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 (laughs) yeah so you know we're we're in this age colin kaepernick has probably made more outside of the nfl than he would have under contract i'm thinking that's true that's true that that contract with nike uh, put him way over that over that skill. And there's a there's a problem. Nike love Nike, um, and and that's all nice and everything. But we have we talked about this this week on uh, on some of the other podcasts. Selective outrage. You know, I'm outraged about injustice here in America and those evil cops and and they're all out killing black people. And yet, oh, uh, in 
Nike does business in China, that's a you don't want to say no to China. It's kind of like the problem with with college. We don't want to bring attention to something because we're profiting from it, and that's that's a little bit more important. We have selective outrage. Colin Kaepernick falls prey to that too, and does that not delegitimize your whole movement to a degree? Well, I yeah. you you guys have heard me enough times where. <laughs> equality true equality is is what i think is right and what i think it's fair because ultimately then there is justice but what happens is as you're saying uh, michelle there is selective and <clears throat> and just based on people's political ideologies or whatever and and i think this needs to fall both ways which i think is why the founders of our country for example they they were proponents of separation of church and state because there should not be a state established religion, you know, and a lot of Christians, you know, I think play around with this one and just feel like, well, no, we should, you know, we don't want to take God out. And I, I agree. You don't need to take God out. Well, let's make sure we do that with Christmas. I am not so concerned about taking, uh, making sure that Christ is in Christmas. I'm more concerned that Christ is in Christians. You start there and everything else lines up. Amen. Sure. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. Yep. Yeah. So, gentlemen, we are about at the time where we give our final shot. If you're new to the broadcast, that's where we go around the round table and we just take a moment. Josh takes a little bit longer, but he's bigger than everyone else, so it's okay. Uh, we, <laughs> we just give our final thought and we are going to do it now. Our final shot. <clears throat> All right, final shot, Rich Holstrom. Final shot. If you truly want to respect everyone, you don't have to tell everyone that you respect everyone. Ooh. 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 We're just going to linger there for a moment. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, prepare to get panged. Garrick Pang, final shot. <clears throat> well, my um, final shot goes to um, one of the stars of last night. And that was Marcus Mariota, who, after a groin injury to the, the Raiders starting quarterback, he came on and, you know, I, I know you Husky fans might not be excited about because he's, he's a duck, um, but I, I was so excited to see. I mean, it was, it, it was duck versus duck in the game last night. Duck, duck. Uh, there, was no, there was no goose, though, that I saw. But... But I will say he just had an amazing game. And unfortunately, they lost in the end. Um, but I heard that like he he there was a lot riding on that game for him, like three hundred and fifty thousand dollars on that one game if they would have won. And so but uh, but just credit to him. And I don't know if if the Raiders are now rich, you might know if they're mathematically out of the playoffs, but they are they're holding on to their possible playoff position. They're about. About as good to be in the playoffs as Larry Scott is to return as Pac-12 commissioner. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I am speechless. But <laughs> <laughs> didn't mean to throw you off. There. No, no, that's okay. But but my sh my final shot goes to to Marcus. He had a great game, and my understanding he, he he loves Jesus as well. So, yahoo! Final yeah, shot, Joshua McMillan. 
Uh, Larry Scott, awful. Co- no, I'm just kidding. I'm not going <laughs> to get that privilege. Um, you know, actually, my final shot, kind of a recommendation to you guys. Disney Plus, I've been really impressed by them. And they have some classics on there. Iron Wills, one of my old favorites, Davy Crockett. But uh, what's really cool is they put a really good collection of great sports movies. Yeah. Um, which I've really, really enjoyed, including some old, old kids classics like the Mighty Ducks, as you might have gotten my quack, 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 Mr. Ducksworth reference there earlier. Uh, they got the, the, that whole franchise and uh, some other just really great classic movies. I watched Remember the Titans on there. You guys know that's a favorite of oh, mine. Yeah. Um, so go go check it out if you have Disney Plus. Go look at their See, sports collection because it is it, it's top notch. I've really enjoyed. See that. Togo. Togo was a great movie. Togo. Yeah, that's a good movie, too. Alaska Sled Dog. Yeah, very good movie, too. All right, we haven't heard from him in a little while, but he is back with a vengeance. Chris Brown, final shot. The obvious take would be Lamar Jackson. (laughs) But but actually, I have a different one, and maybe we need to get some sponsorship going from Disney Plus because my final (laughs) shot is uh, on the sports hat that I'm wearing with a bobo uh helmet logo on it now let me just say this if you have not watched the final episode of the mandalorian don't spoil it don't no spoilers <laughs> i gotta catch up okay all i'll say is for long time boba fett fans they did them right they did them right and, and by the way somebody said, well, what does he have to do with sports well i mean you know as, as i recall there's a you know there's a team the logo that was considered the Mandalorians for, for that Tennessee thing. So, you know, we can, we can, I can, I can shoehorn him in here and say <laughs> 37 years, 37 years, I've been waiting for what they did with Boba Fett. Oh, Garrick. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm watching. I'm watching. No, I'm watching. Go catch up, right? <laughs> Woo! That's great. My final shot goes out to you, my brothers. You guys are so awesome. You know, we've got the panger. We've got the Encyclopedia Rich. We've got Chris the Villain Brown. We've got the Sasquatch Josh. And, you know, some of the other guys, Brent, who couldn't be here, uh, Coach uh, E, who is here sometimes, and uh, Tom Fisher. Anyway, you guys uh, are such a joy. You are are there both on screen and off screen. You've been an encouragement to me in a time where we're we're changing gears and doing this podcast. You've prayed with me, for me, given me advice, stood by me, and I just want to say thank you. That's what the body of Christ should look like. And I and I love you guys. So there you go. Yeah. Right back at you, Michelle. There you go. Excellent. Hey, guys, Excellent. thanks for hanging out with us today in our sports timeout. You can hear more, see more, experience more at mymichellelive.com. Chris and I will be starting a Mandalorian sports podcast. So watch out for that. The fan, the field, the play, the fun. I love it. There we go. Okay, recording just ended. Good job. All right. So, hey guys, awesome job. I have that a question. A Next week, since it's all Christmas and stuff, I'm not going to broadcast from Wednesday all the way to Monday. So I'm wondering if there's a time uh, when we can grab Brent, too, and Tom, uh, maybe Monday or so, and just have a, a mini Christmas party. We can talk a little sports. We can talk Christmas. We can share a little testimony. Aren't you it, coming over on Monday? Okay. So maybe this weekend or later tonight. <laughs> or I'm skiing um, on Saturday. So I'm, I will I, be 
Lord willing, I'll be in Italy. Oh, that's um, right. All right. I, I, I can do, but we fly on on Sunday, and then uh, we hope to be landing there sometime on Monday. So Monday is not ideal. Sunday or can, Monday is not how about, Do you guys have, like eight minutes right now that we can just talk a little bit of Christmas and um, maybe someone can uh, email or call Brent and see if he can get in real quick. Actually, that doesn't, unfortunately, that doesn't work for me. Ah, darn. Okay. He's not the only one. I I can't either. But what about Wednesday? What about Wednesday? Okay. Wednesday next week. Yeah. yeah. Wednesday next week. Okay. Uh, we can send out a Zoom invitation if, if you want to do that. Maybe could we do it around this time? Does that yeah. work for you guys? That we- should work. Wednesday at twelve fifteen. Yeah, and just ten yeah. minutes. Just just That's I want to keep it to about ten minutes. Nine fifteen, I think, in Italy. So that should work. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Cool. Let's go with that. All right. That'd be great. It, it doesn't have to be intense, just a you know, Christmas wish kind of thing. And I think that'd be great. Thanks, okay. guys. Great Good. to see y'all now. Appreciate you praying for us because Anna's got a little slight temperature now. And we found out today as well that Italy is now requiring <gasps> that we have a, a, a negative COVID test before we go over. So we're okay. scrambling to find a place to do a COVID test. And okay. it's like $250 each. I mean, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Can I mean, we pray for you right now? Yeah, yeah please. Okay. Heavenly Father, first, I just want to pray healing over both of them, that you would just help them to be well, reduce the stress. Even a glorious opportunity to travel can bring a little stress, especially during the holidays. So I pray your healing, that you would revitalize them and bring health to their bodies, that you would protect them. I pray, Father, that you would open up the doors for, for testing. And that, Lord, I do want to ask for your well. I know this is an important trip especially to Anna. And so, Lord, I just, I pray your protection over them. I pray that your will would be done. And I pray that you would just let all of this come together as you always do. You've taught me in this last few weeks uh, that when things don't work out, just sit back and let God do his thing. So I just pray that you would do yes. your thing and we yes. give you praise and in Jesus' awesome, mighty, unmatchable name. Amen. Amen. You guys are awesome. Amen. All right. Thanks, guys. Take care. All right. Bye. Later, y'all. Love y'all. All right. Great job, y'all. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Great, great show today. That was good. That was good. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Bye.